Hey guys, sorry about the delay, but episode one, and this is part two. I'm Remember, this is my very first time doing my uh, podcast, and I'm just looking at the bottom, and I see now where it tells me that I have up until 30 minutes, so let's go. So anyway, I left off talking about my amazing Aunt Elaine, and um, the very last time that I saw her. So again, just to backpedal a little bit, I remember asking my sister Tanya, you know, to go in there and, um, you know, lay her down because she wanted to lay down. And I immediately celebrated with my mom and I just started crying and crying and crying. And um, like I said in my previous segment, I mean, my previous um, recording, um, I never thought that that would have been the very last time that I would see my aunt. And unfortunately, um, she transitioned November 22nd of 2021. So love you, auntie. I miss you. I thank God for allowing us to spend time together. We have some, oh my God, some amazing memories together, you know, with yourself and with the family. We really miss you. We really love you. But I will tell you this, honey, baby girl, you lived well. You did it. You did your damn thing. You hear me? You went to college. You raised your two children. Your daughter went to HBCU college, Spellman in the building. Shout out to you, Leilana, Danielle Armstrong. Love you again. And you, you know, you brought up your properties you traveled the world, you were everywhere. You was always there, auntie. So I love you, I miss you, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. With that being said, um, I'm just gonna move forward to segment number three. This is a good topic because I'm always talking with my girlfriend, Teresa, or me and my sisters. We're always talking about this fake and phony bitchism that's my new word bitchism so um i wanted to talk about what's really really been going on you know with a lot of us older women being really messy and with this fake friend friend of friend of faux shit i don't know what it's about but i know for me about um years ago i had to really do a process of elimination because what i found out is that um Everybody that's on the team is not playing to win. You know, some are on there for clout. Some are on there, you know, just to look good. Some are on there just to be the toxic one to cause the confusion, the division, or whatever. But um, I've learned so much in this lifetime. And I believe I started even getting more of an epiphany and um, becoming more aware when I turned like 40 because I really started becoming more analytical, meaning that I'm analyzing people, analyzing their behaviors, analyzing just how people, you know, are with me. And what I've come to the conclusion over the years is that the energy that I give, I don't receive. So I had to learn how to, you know, a lot of people thought that they were doing me a service by, you know, not coming around or not being bothered or whatever that shit is. But to me, I looked at it as God was moving them away from me because as I always tell people in my journey, a lot of people are not privy to go there because I am a child of God. And I know that God is definitely continuously working with me, working through me and making me a better me for me 
so I can be uh, the woman that he wants me to be, so I can be able to use this temple and this body and this voice, which is on borrowed time, and be able to, you know, um, give it to the world unapologetically, unselfishly. And this is just me. But I wanted to tell a lot of older women who are out here that experience the fake friend, the fake foe, you know, sometimes you don't have to open a book to read people. You know, when we have to continuously surround ourselves around people that are so toxic, that are so negative, you know, that we know that they don't have our best interest at heart, it doesn't make me question the individual. It makes me question you because my question to you would be, why would you feel that you would need to entertain that type of shit anyway? Now, see, I know being a God-fearing woman and still, you know, having one foot in the world, one foot with the spirit, still building my relationship with God. I tell people all the time, I do know that Jesus sat at the table and ate his last supper with his enemies. I haven't graduated there yet. I'm not there yet because I'm not going to have anybody sit at my table that I have to question their loyalty to me. You know, and it's a touchy situation. You're going to kind of hear me curse a little bit. You may hear me curse a lot because it's so personal, but it's funny. And I'm glad that I was able to remove myself from so many people that I felt that were, you know, my friend, but turned out to be a foe and be phony. But I try to ask myself time and time again, what is it about an individual that makes them cause so much confusion? have so much jealousy, have so much rage, so much envious, you know, just to try to downplay or to tear somebody else down because they're not happy. And that's a question that I've always asked because for the life of me, I've never been that person. I've never been a jealous type of person ever, ever in my life. If anything, I've always tried to surround myself around those that can help me take it to the next level. I was always motivated and impressed, you know, with people, you know, just taking it to the next level especially when you know their story and you're like, damn, they, you know, turn out to be resilient. You know, why wouldn't I want to be around that? Because I've always been a searcher and a searcher for me was always somebody that wanted to be better. You know, every day, I always find ways to, to do better, to think better, to look at things different, you know, look at the glass half full, don't be judgmental. You know, these are the things that I had to go through with self, you know, analyzing myself and self-assessing myself, you know, to be a better me. And I tried to figure out, you know, why do women do that? Like, why do you guys, you know, I, I read a post a while back and it says, being invited to a party doesn't mean that you are welcome to the party. Now that can go over a lot of people fucking head, but that shit hit me to like, yo, it makes sense. So basically a person is having a party. They really don't want you here though. But they just want you there, but they don't want you there. You're just the body to be a part of the party. But they're not really welcoming you there. I mean, like, honestly, how many of us can seriously say that we've gone somewhere and supported somebody's uh, event, birthday party, but misfa, fucking Christian, whatever you want to call that, said misfa, right? But how many times can we all really honestly sit there and say to ourselves that we have, you know, literally supported people, and when you get there, you know, you could just feel that energy. You could feel that negative shit. And you start questioning yourself like, why am I here? What am I doing here? You know, um, we have to learn how to be okay with people. We talked about this during my auntie's repast before we went to the repast, sitting at my mom's house, a bunch of nothing but the ladies at the table. And I mean, honey, if I wish I could have um, 
recorded that day because that day was epic. Um, my sister Nicole was at the table, my sister Rita, um, my high school teacher, Miss um, Louise Weeks was there, which is my Aunt Elaine's best friend. Um, my Uncle Eddie was in the building, my mom. You know, we always just at the table just having girl talk. And I was going around the table just letting everybody know, y'all have to learn to be okay with people. And I'm saying all that to say, you know, I'm okay with everybody, meaning I'm okay with who you are. If you a fucked up person, I'm okay with that. If you a dishonest person, I'm okay with that. If you're just outright toxic, I'm okay with that. But guess what? I'm not okay with being around you or entertaining your bullshit. See, there's a difference. And like I say again, if I ever have to question anybody in my circle, they don't need to be in my circle. I don't give a fuck who you are, you know, friend or foe. But we have to learn to be okay with people's behavior and know that they're be, and being okay with a person's behavior, again, doesn't mean that we have to tolerate their toxicity. We have to deal with their negative energy. We have to allow them to verbally, mentally, emotionally abuse us. You know, I just said to a friend too, the word boundaries. I said, when have the word boundaries become such a negative, you know, uh, a, a negative word? Setting boundaries. See, this is the thing with me now. And that's been that way with me for a long time. Anybody that know me, my sisters respect my boundaries so much that to any to come to my motherfucking house, they will call me and say, well, sis, check this out. I got someone so with me. Is it okay if she come? They'll let you know. I'll tell them in a minute. No, no, can't come in my house. And you can call any one of my sisters and they will tell you, she ain't lying. No, because people I used to know are just who the fuck they are. People I used to know, you know, you don't have no reason to be around me. I don't want you around me. You know, what? why would you want to come in my house? I always tell my sister and I say, y'all got to reevaluate y'all fucking friendship bucket because y'all don't have no friends. To me, you know, to me, it's either, you know, you got the ones that's looking for a come up, the ones that come and hang around, you know, just to be there, just to be nosy, you know, to see what's going on. Because motherfuckers love when me and my family is at odds. Believe me, they love it, you know, for some reason. But what they don't realize is that those are still my siblings. I don't give a fuck what we go through. Those are my siblings and I will die for every last one of them. And you don't get to have a say so what goes on in my house when it comes to my family. I don't give a fuck who you are. But I say that to say a lot of things. People are so fucking messy. And I'm personally proud of myself from detaching myself from that shit. Because when your mind is different, you know, Les Brown, you know, and he's a motivational speaker, someone that I idolize. He's one of many I listen to from Les Brown to Jim Roth, to, to Jack Ma, you know, to Tim Robbins, to, to, to Eric. Um, I don't remember his last name, but I listen to all of these people, you know, that are motivational speakers that's teaching us, you know, self-discipline, you know, how to discipline yourself, how to just be around those that can seriously, and I'm going to say this a lot in a lot of my episodes, surround yourself around those that can help you to get to the next level. It's that simple. It's that fucking simple. You know, sometimes you got to know when to turn the music off, when to take the party clothes and hang them shits up in the closet and just take a moment and, and sit still. Just be. Just be for a minute. Sit down and just really, really think about it. Think about your life. Think about where you're trying to go. Think about where you want to be. Most importantly, think about the motherfuckers that have kept you stagnant. Because the worst thing you can do is really sit down and tell an ignorant motherfucker what you're trying to do. 
that's exactly, that's the worst thing you can do is tell an ignorant person or a person who intentions are not good or their intentions are not to help you get to the next level. That's the worst thing you can do is to sit up there and to sit with a person and to share your idea. Do you know how many times I have sat around people and asked for, I'm going back years ago, when I first, 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 like between 20, between 2001, 2004, I was walking around asking many of people, like, how do you um, start a podcast? Um, how do you go online to become an internet personality? This is shit. Honestly, I was asking this shit. I was like 10, 15 years ahead of my time. And these were people that already had a platform that will sit up in my house, that will laugh with me. I was always, you know, the one, it's, it's always a vibe with me. I'm always a vibe. Anybody know me? I'm a motherfucking vibe to the death. And that's a good vibe. But same people that sat around me, you know, in my presence that I welcome in with open arms, sat at my table, ate at my table, slept in my bed, slept and ate my food and all kinds of shit. I was asking so many people, you know, and these were people that was on, you know, how do you put me on? And DJ, don't worry, I got you. And I had to figure this shit out years and years later. It took my fiance to come and help me to get this platform up and running 15, 20 years later. So for those that I asked that didn't help me, fuck you. Don't, don't, don't even come with the, I'm proud of you. I knew you can do it. None of that. Fuck you and fuck your shit. Dead ass. Look at me now. And it would only get better. You know why it would only get better? Because I'm a fucking monster. I'm so hungry for this shit. And I'm so determined you know, to be the best that I can. And, and it's endless. But the thing about it is, is that I've asked so many people and I learned in my life, it doesn't matter how long you've known a person, because listen, I have friends I've known 20, 30 years that stop fucking talking to me. And I'm trying to figure out what the fuck happened. Everybody else know what happened, but me, but I had to learn to say, whoa, 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 whoa. that wasn't me. That was God. Cause I'm gonna tell you, God gonna move y'all motherfuckers away from me. God going to move people away from me because he says, these people are not privy to go to where I want you to go, where you are going. These people don't mean you no good. These people are not honest. These people don't have your best intentions. So I need to move them. And I sit back and I'm like, God, go and do what you do. I, 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 I got it. I understand it. So it, I'm saying that to say, at the end of the day, ladies in particular, because like I said, y'all old asses are messy. I've sat at tables and watched bitches talk about bitches and will be in a picture in a selfie within an hour. Mind you, I could, I know y'all, a lot of y'all, I know y'all whole fucking life story. And I've never set up an ask ever. And I will look and say, wasn't, I'm like, call my sister Tasha, because you know me and her, we always shopping it. And I'm like, yo, Todd. Wasn't this bitch just talking about so-and-so the other day? Did you see that shit? You know, because this is what women do. They sit up and they talk about each other. And then they want to be on Facebook. You know, we as black women got to uplift each other full of shit. Full of shit. The envious, the jealousy. I don't do that. Anybody that know me, I can tell you, I could count on one hand how many friends I have. And I can't count on how many. I can't count on my hand how many people I just don't fuck with at all. All that girl, you know, we ain't got to talk every day and all the time. Oh no, we ain't got to talk every day, but your motherfucking ass should be reaching out to me. 
I'm not going to categorize you as a best friend. You ain't my motherfucking best friend. You know what my best friend is? My best friends are those who call me, check on me. We talk every other week. I can pick up a phone. If I need them, they there. You know, me and my best friend, Teresa, people don't even understand how me and that girl remain friends all these years. Even my girlfriend, Alonda, how we remain friends. Because I tell you one thing, if I call Alonda, she coming. If I call Teresa, she coming. But we stay so much in touch. And my girl, Dora, too, I ain't forget you. My Latina, my Bella Bella. But you know, my village is right where it needs to be because me and my friends, when we're together, it's always a vibe. You know, I'm working on now trying to put a business girls night together because I got to bring these bitches on board so we can all sit down and come together with a plan. It's not me. It's God using me. You understand what I'm saying? So we have to learn to be mindful of people. People that I grew up with are just motherfuckers I grew up with. That's just what it is. If I see them, hello, how you doing? And I keep it moving. We ain't got to exchange numbers because half of the people, I'll be honest with you, majority of people I grew up with, I don't give a fuck about them anyway. I swear to God, I never really cared for, you know, certain type, certain people. You know, they just never, you know, they they just, you know, ugh, you know, rub me the wrong way or they energy or, or that fakeism shit. You know, motherfuckers ain't really, really was no teen white family. Motherfuckers ain't really care for me and my family. And we okay with that. You know, some of my family members just need to leave motherfuckers where they at. But, you know, they got to learn. They got to grow through that shit. But for me, nah. So I don't deal with fake people. Ladies, y'all got to learn how to be mindful and be careful for everybody that sit at your table. Everybody that you share information with. Stop telling people your motherfucking business. Because everybody that you're telling your business to, they running right back and telling somebody else. I just did a video um, a few months ago. Follow me on motherfucking TikTok. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I'm everywhere now, everywhere. And I'm getting this baby up and running. I'm hitting every corner. I made a video about women sitting up around women talking about their men and broken relationships and shit and talking about the same man that, you know, later on, they talking about man dicking them out. That's just real. And like I said, me, my platform is rough, rugged, and raw. Parental discretion is definitely advised for a lot of shit because I have no filter. I can't be me. If I can't be me, I don't need to have this podcast. I don't need to have this podcast. You know, I'm working on having um, a lot of influential individuals to have to come sit at my table where we're going to have a lot of dialogue and conversation. I'm having people, we're going to talk about women's health. We're going to talk about family. We talking about everything. And I want anybody, believe me, any guest speaker that I have here, believe me, they are very influential and they are definitely, definitely a part of me. Just ain't no random coming to sit at my table with me and talk to me. What you want to talk to me about? You know what I mean? So we talking about everything. Me and my fiance, we're going to be working on a segment called Uncomfortable Conversations. You know where we're going to talk about how black couples really sit down because we really do. And we have those uncomfortable conversations with each other, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, we share that. You know, it's important because black couples don't like to communicate shit. Everybody communication is sex through a text or, you know what? I ain't going to say nothing to him today. I'm just going to let him go ahead and do what he doing. He thought he was doing something. Girl, I ain't. Everybody want to talk to the motherfuckers outside about the problem, except for the motherfuckers they got the problem with. Somebody, you know what? I just hit some shit just now. Let me get a, a, a pause on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, You know, I go to church up in this motherfucker. 
But yeah, so it's like, you know, just be mindful, yo. Stop sitting around everybody. Everybody ain't privy. You know, do you know that there are certain people that you can surround yourself around that can bring down your fucking character? That can make you look stupid? That can make you look bad? Do you know that? Did, 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 did you know that? You can hang around people that can literally bring down your whole entire character. That's why everybody don't get to hang out with Deidre or Didi or Diva D or Big Booty, which is what my sister Tosh called me. Hey, Big Booty. Everybody, I'm, let me tell you, I'm that type of chick. When you invite me somewhere, I'm like, who's going to be there? <laughs> and my sisters and them know I'm known for that shit. Who's going to be there? And sometimes them bitches a lie. You know, nah, it's just us. And I walk in this motherfucker. I'm saying, my, like, see, y'all, y'all done fucked up the whole vibe. Be selective. I read another quote the other day. I'm going to share this shit. It said, you can dig a person out of a hole and they will still come and steal your motherfucking shovel. You know what? Fuck that. Gunshots. God damn. That shit was crazy. And I be reading these quotes and I'm thinking like, they talking to me. But see, I'm so sucker free. It feels good to be toxic free. It feels good to don't have to question any of my friends. It feel good to where I don't have to question anything because I am responsible and I am accountable for who comes into my life. I'm responsible for that. If it's a field that it's not positive, it's not beneficial, it's not uplifting, it's not motivational, it can't help me to be a better person. It ain't information to help me to go where I know I'm trying to go. ain't trying to go where I'm going. I'm not entertaining that. Don't call my phone, you know, moping about some shit, crying about some shit. You listen, you not, listen, you need to go to Ayana, go to Oprah. Because if I can really, really, really sit here and charge half of the bitches that don't walk through my door over the years, men too, and sat in here, and my place have always been therapeutic for people. Anybody that know me and listening to this podcast, if you want to comment, you better say something. Because y'all motherfuckers know Deidre Place have always been therapeutic. I was like the motherfucking Mother Teresa. Because so many people have come into my house over the years, cried, laughed, danced, drank, party. You know, we just, it was just so therapeutic. And I don't, let me tell you something. I don't feel bad about that. That's a blessing that God gave me. You know, that was a blessing. I'm like, oh, thank you, Father God, you know, for blessing me with that. Because that's a blessing when somebody can feel comfortable to come and, and you know, and, and feel vulnerable. And come in and sit there and share their stories with what they're going through. I have never sat around anybody else and shared anybody else's story. Promise you. You know, that's between me and that person. Or we all in a group, that's different. Everybody want to share their shit, that's fine. But that's a gift that God gave me. And I thank God. And I still have that gift. Because I still inspire people. I still motivate people. I got people on TikTok I have never met. That they are so inspired. And they are so motivated and they support my platform more than people that I've even known all my life. And that's okay. But that's the gift that God gave me. That's the talent 
Pastor Youngblood said to me when I used to go to St. Paul's Community Baptist Church back in the 90s, me and my niece, Tiara, we both went 10 weeks Bible study and we were members of that church. Pastor Youngblood said to me about that word, assignment. And I didn't understand it. I didn't know what made him say it. I didn't know why would he say it. And that was in my season of my domestic dispute, which would be part of my segments and some of my episodes along the way. I got a lot of content. But, you know, what does assignment mean? Do you know I understand the assignment now? I understand it because I had to understand that for everything that God put me through, everything that I had to go through and grow through is what made me the woman I stand here today to be. And I thank God for it. That was my assignment because now my assignment is to take your know-how, to use your story unapologetically, use your story and share it with the world because you're going to be the one to inspire and motivate so many people. And age ain't even a factor. That has nothing to do with it. Gender has nothing to do with it. You know, sometimes a lot of us sit still and sit quiet. A lot of us are just dying inside because we've been through so much and we are so afraid and so scared you know, to talk about things that we've gone through. I am an alcoholic. I am, I've been sober now for the last 13, 14 days. I'm in the process of trying to find me an AA, which I found not too far from me. And I need a sponsor. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a domestic violence survivor. I was molested. Yes, I was molested. So all of my stories are going to inspire. The world has to know what I've gone through, what I've been through, and how I remain resilient. My platform is not here to sit here and sugarcoat shit. I'm the one that's going to break that generational curse. I'm the one that have broke the generational curse and still breaking it. And you have to break that generational curse because the moment that you could stand in your truth and you could tell your story and be honest with yourself. For one, I want you to do me a favor. Ask God for forgiveness. Get on your knees and you get on, get on your knees, seek redemption. Ask God for forgiveness. Two, I need you to forgive yourself. Know that you are human. Know that you make mistakes. Know that you've done some things that you may not be proud of, and it's okay. That's called growth and development. That does not define who you are as an individual. Your story does not define you. People, perception of who you are, that's their fucking reality, not yours. And I got that from the best, from the best, Les Brown. I got that from Les Brown and I have said that and I'll say it again. Other people's perception of who you are, that's their reality. You don't own that shit. Don't own it. Don't live up to it. You know who you are. Look in that mirror every morning. You got to say, I forgive you because I forgave myself long time ago. I gave my life to God long time ago. I gave everything to God. So what man saying and feel don't mean shit to me. I could care less. I could give two flying fucks about what anybody have to say about me. Who knows Deidre better than Deidre? Who know you better than you? Your family can say, I know her. No, you know her as your sister, your sibling. I know my siblings, but I don't know my siblings. I don't know what the fuck my siblings doing out there in them streets. Do you understand? I don't know what they do in their relationships. I don't know what they do in a downtime. Some may laugh, some may cry, some may be in the bed feeling lonely. I don't know. But we got to stop judging, period. If you can't help somebody, why would you want to sit up and tear them down? If you can't help them, 
And this is the shit. This is why a lot of us walking around now popping pills. Not me, but I'm just saying. Motherfuckers popping pills, smoking crap. You got younger generations indulging in drugs and shit. That trauma, that childhood trauma. I have trauma. Alcohol was my out. Marijuana was my out. Thank God I never got any higher. My scared ass, because if I smoke a damn joint, and that shit made me feel funny, I put that shit down quick. But I had to learn. I want to enjoy the rest of my life sober. The sobriety, whatever pain, whatever disappointment, whatever trauma, whatever I'm going through, let me feel it sober. I don't need to be under alcohol anymore. I remember crying to my fiance and to my sister Tanya um, on the 18th. December 18th was my last drink. And I cried to them and I said, I don't want to drink anymore. I don't like how I feel. I don't like how I look. I can't focus. I was drinking every day. The lady at the liquor store knew who I was. She would immediately walk and go get me that half a pint of Hennessy privilege. I was embarrassed, but I didn't want it no more. So with that being said, and in closing, my loves, tune in, follow me, like, share, subscribe, tune in. So therefore you will know every time that I post something or you get a notification because I got a lot to say, got a lot to say. With that being said, Happy New Year to you. I pray that all of us go through this year as successful and prosperous and healthy and sucker-free. No more negativity. Walk away. You do not have to be around those that are bringing you down. Take your control back. Take your life back. Fuck these people. I pray that you be able to be as successful as I know that you can be. God gave all of us a gift. With that being said, I'm wishing you love and light. Peace out and thanks for tuning in. This is the Diva Den on podcast.